With great power comes great responsibility. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Second Opinion Loan Officer Podcast. So today we're going to talk about creating content for the greater good. Now, this video is, I think, the fourth in a series of five videos where we're talking about um, niches, about content niches, and about using um specific niches or a niche is just a focus is really what we're talking about. And so today we're going to talk about, um, let me see, let's make, oops, no, let's not do that. Let's make this a little bit bigger so you can see it. Um, so when we're talking about being a content creator, so once you become a content creator, now understand that is a skill set and that is a power that you possess. If you have the ability to turn on a camera, create a video, publish that video, put it where people can see it. Um, that's a skill set that a lot of other people don't have. So there is the ability to use that for your business, absolutely. But there's also ways to use that to leverage it um, for, for other things, for um, to build your business in other ways. So how do you use your voice? And again, we said with great power comes great responsibility. And I know that's kind of, you know, it's corny and it comes from Spider-Man and Peter Parker's, you know, uncle is dying on the sidewalk and he's like, Peter, you know, great power comes great responsibility. But that's really what we have. When you have this skill set and you have this power, you can use it for good. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So what what can we do with our voice? Um, we have the power to educate and inform through content. We also have the ability and we have the power to help others. So we don't have to use our skill set just to help ourselves. We can use it to help others. And I'm going to show you how to do that. Um, it's not a direct, I help you, you give me a loan. But what we're talking about today is investing in um, something greater than yourself and creating content for the greater good, which ultimately ends up being sort of a karmic marketing thing. And it comes back around to you. And I'm going to show you how that happens. Uh, the other thing is, is you have the ability to bring people together when you're a content creator. Um, you can bring people together to create content. And I'm going to show you how to do that as well. So cause-based content. So what, what I, how I would define cause-based content Content is it helps you bring attention to causes, charities, or events um, that support your prospecting niche focus. Uh, now, what does that mean exactly? Um, you know, when we're doing cause-based marketing, sometimes it's a prospecting opportunity. Sometimes it's a sponsorship opportunity. Maybe we can get a speaking opportunity um, at a cause or an event. Um, and then sometimes we just do it for goodwill. We just do it for good nature to build relationships, to do a favor for the people that are organizing the charity or the event. Um, but there's a lot of different ways you can get out there. I mean, once you become known as a content creator and somebody who speaks freely on the internet or on, um, let's call it the internet or what you would just call it, speak it on, uh, on YouTube or on video or something like that. Uh, then people are also going to want you to speak because you're essentially a public speaker and you have an opportunity to support things in your community and, and, uh, events and activities that you care about. 
So one of the um, one of the really good ways to leverage uh, cause based marketing is to kind of layer it on top of your demographic niches. Now, you, now, okay, I want you to understand in everything that I do. I'm just sharing what I've run into. I'm not the best at everything. I don't know everything. And uh, I'm not giving you the exact step-by-step instructions on how to do this. I'm going to toss out some word salad here around this topic. And hopefully I just want to get your juices flowing. I just want to get you thinking. And I want you get to, to kind of think about these things. And trust me, if you think about it enough, it's going to fall into place based on your individual capability and ability. So for this example, and, and I've talked about this through the riches and niches kind of series, um, all of these niches overlap. So you can take a, a demographic niche and we're, what we're going to do is we're going to look for cause-based marketing for demographic niches, but it doesn't have to be a demographic niche. It can be absolutely anything. And, and even better, it can be something that has nothing to do with mortgages. Uh, and we'll talk about that too. Um, so for this example, because this for me is the easiest one, because these are the ones that I really capitalized on in my career. So it's a lot easier for me to just share what I've done in the past. Um, employment niche. Um, so we're going to talk about supporting demographic niches. And I'm going to give you three examples here, an employment niche example, uh, life event and generational niche examples. So let's look at uh, let's look at the employment niche. So um, first responders, first responders is a really good one. If you support police, fire, um, EMT, uh, um, this, geez, first responders actually probably also, well, you could do veterans, you could do, uh, you know, nurses, things like that. Um, but these organizations tend to be highly organized. They tend to have labor unions. Uh, anytime you find a demographic or an employment demographic that works in an employment, uh, uh, that works in a labor union, they tend to be much more connected. So if you can make uh, an impression uh, in this organization, it can get up to the top where you have the opportunity um, to get access to uh, labor periodicals or, um, or emails or things like that. Uh, but labor union, uh, first responders are really, really good. Uh, there's a lot of support organizations around police, fire, veterans, these kinds of things. Um, there are always charitable support uh, uh, or charities or support things for uh, family, uh, a fallen, fallen in line of duty. Uh, they have that for police and fire. Um, so those are charitable organizations around that employment demographic. Um, they almost all have annual golf tournaments. Um, I've both played and organized golf tournaments for some of these employment niches. And um, but playing in golf tournaments is a blast. Sponsoring golf tournaments is an absolute blast. You can absolutely go in there and be a part of the tournament. And that's one of the ways that you start building relationships. So, so think about this. We talk about niche-based marketing and cause-based marketing. If you sponsor a golf tournament 
and you put your sign out there or whatever, or maybe you just buy a foursome and you show up um, and you spend some money on that. You're still building relationships with the charity organizers. So you don't always have to create content. Now, if you go back and you do a video about the golf tournament and why you did the golf tournament and what happened at the golf tournament, um, that is a way for you to work this cause-based marketing into your uh, into your marketing. Uh, life events and generational niches. We're going to tackle both of those on this one slide. Um, single mother support systems. There's There are a lot of uh, uh, supports, uh, not charities as much as there are support groups. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are, uh, are, are charities. Um, there's also a lot of awareness, um, awareness about around domestic abuse, um, single mother support systems and things like that. So if you are, if you have that experience and we're going to tie this in also, when you were talking about this cause-based marketing, it should be something that you care about. It should be something that you're passionate about. First of all, not only is it easier to create content when you're passionate about it, but when you love what you do, it's not work. We're not working here. We're living our experience and we're living our experience as a loan originator in such a way that we're looking for opportunities to help others. And if we can help others, it's very much a servant leader attitude. Um, and if we can help others, then the rising tide lifts all boats. Um, the other thing, so let's say you're a reverse mortgage. So maybe your demographic niche uh, uh, or your your, uh, that's not demographic, is it? What is it? Um, what do you say? What is it called? Generational. So what your generational niche is maybe, um, your baby boomers that are starting to retire. Uh, so, so why don't you sponsor a senior sports league? Why don't you play in the senior sports league? Uh, but maybe there's a softball team for, uh, 55 plus or 60, 65 plus, um, go in there and sponsor them, you know, have your banner up there when they're, when they're playing. Um, these are different ideas, right? So this isn't anything concrete. They don't have to be a big deal. These are just things to think about, to kind of, I want you to think outside the box. My my goal here and my goal with this entire community, um, and if you're a member of the Find My Way Home Expert Network already, uh, you may be wondering, well, what do I create content about? Or if you're not a member, it doesn't matter if you're trying to create content. I'm just trying to get you to think, just to think outside the box. I'm just trying to throw these little nuggets at you so you can process them and figure out how you can turn this into something that you can use in your business. So um, think about this. So if you get good at doing video, like if you, I don't know, um, you know, my camera is pretty good. I use a digital DSLR camera, but I'm not real good at photography. I'm good at setting it up, turning it into a webcam um, that works for me, but um, I'm not as good out and about. Uh, I, there's a lot of people in our industry that are really, really good photographers and videographers, um, volunteer to do videos, um, to do video or, um, or interviews at events. So maybe you have, uh, maybe you have a golf tournament and, um, and you volunteer to go around and just ask people why they're here to support this, this, um, 
this charity, this charitable event? Why are they passionate about it? And then take it home and put it together into a sizzle reel. Put all of those testimonials together and give it to the organizers of the event so that they can use it in their post um like in their follow-up emails. I mean, imagine that. So you do these interviews and you ask all these people, you send it to the organizer and then they send out an email to everybody that attended. Hey, we want to say a special thank you to Scott from Find My Way Home for doing all of these interviews. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy this, right? So then you get a little bit of mention and you get a little bit of, um, again, this is uh this is all just this is all just um, helping others uh, helping others and using your skill set um, with great responsibility. So if you so when I was when I was originating um, a few years ago, uh, it it was prior to COVID, prior to the refi boom. Um, we were running a lot of so we were running Facebook ads for our business. So we were running Facebook ads for home buyers. Uh, and what we started doing is running those same ads for um, for real estate agents. Um, but what I also started doing is I got this skill set of running ads. So I was uh, sat on the board of directors for a veterans charity in California at the time. And uh, so because I had the skill set, I would use it to volunteer to run ads for this uh, for this charity. So this one was a little bit different because I put together a golf tournament and we also had a car show. So once a year, we'd have a golf tournament and I actually organized and started that golf tournament. If you want to talk about how to do that, we can. It's it's stressful, but it's not as hard as you would think. Um, but it's a really great way for you to get really deep into something that you care about. Um, but what I would do is every year, right before those events, I would run those ads for free. Now the charity would pay for the ads, but I would run the ads. I would set them up. Um, I would do the copy. I would do the creative and I would manage the ads for them. So that's one way that you can use your skill sets. If, if that's a skill set that you possess as a loan originator, um, bring together other leaders. So, you know, once you start to become, you know, we talked about the mayorism. Uh, I think that was the last episode, uh, about hyper local marketing. When you're doing hyper local marketing, this works best when you're talking about local charities, activities, and events, you can absolutely, you know, we're going to give $200 from every closing to, goodwill or something like that, but that doesn't bring the emotion. It's not as emotional. It's, it's a, a big box charity. So if you use big box charities, you're probably going to get about the same feel as people feel about everything. Big box. Um, yeah, it's there. It's easy, but nobody gets emotional about it. Um, but when you are, if, if you're, if you're doing this, so like if you're helping a charity and, Maybe they mention something and you happen to know somebody on the city council that you know has um, has this issue or or is passionate about this uh, this charitable event or, or activity. Um, then you introduce them and you bring other leaders together and uh, you help these you help these niches that you care about come together and rise uh, and 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 hopefully that rising tide lifts all boats. 
And you know, when you when you're when we're talking about this, it doesn't have to be promoted. Um, you don't have to you don't have to brag about everything that you do. Sometimes you're just building personal relationships. Sometimes you're just building belly to belly relationships, and you don't have to to uh, you don't have to go out there and you know do a Facebook post bragging about the fact that you uh, introduced two people together or something like that. This isn't about you. When we're in this mindset. We're in the mindset of, I have absolutely no expectation of anything in return. I'm building relationships. Um, I'm contributing to my passion. This is soul work is, is really what it is. But soul work pays if you're doing it for the right reasons and if you're doing it consistently. Um, again, look for collaboration opportunities. This is this is one of my superpowers is I'm really good at bringing people together. Like if I know this person and I know somebody else that has a skill set or a customer base or similar interests, I want to introduce those people. Um, like me personally, I'm not a super social person. But I know a lot of cool people and every opportunity that I get, um, I'll take that and I want to introduce that person to, to, to somebody else so that they can collaborate um, to help their businesses. And if I'm the one that help put them together, um, also, uh, what can I do to collaborate with other people? So if you know somebody else has this something that they want to do and you think that there's a way that you can benefit from it. Uh, in some way, either the relationship with the person organizing it or the people that you're organizing it for, um, just look for those collaboration opportunities. You don't have to be the one doing all the work uh, and uh, you don't have to just wait around for somebody else to do all the work. Once you get in there, and trust me, this is scary because I've done this. I've done this several times uh, with charitable events and it's absolutely, it, it's brain wracking. It'll, um, It'll drive you crazy, but there's a lot of opportunities if you want to uh, to go out there and really help people um, and support people. And a lot of times this might also be you noticing somebody that has a need and you think you can bring people together and rally people uh, around together. Uh, another thing you can do is create a local podcast um, or a local YouTube channel, and that is... Um, that's just about the community. It's not about selling what you do. You bring on local guests, you bring on uh, business owners, you bring on local politicians, uh, but it's about the community or it's about the, the charity or it's about the event or it's about something. Um, and you could, what you can also do is start, start a local online community around, uh, that charity. Maybe you start a Facebook page, uh, or a Facebook group or some other type of group, um, that you, you, that you create. So this isn't necessarily you having to do all this stuff. It's you looking for these opportunities. And I know they don't sound like they have a lot to do with closing loans, but they have a lot to do with goodwill and goodwill will close loans. So what is the ROI of karma marketing? Cause that's what we're talking about is we're, we're talking about putting it out there with no expectation of anything in return. So what karma marketing is, 
is you basically you just commit a percentage of your time and talent to helping others with no expectations of anything in return. And then you look for the opportunity because trust me, the opportunity is there. This is the law of reciprocation on steroids. If you help a local charity raise money. So the charity that I started, um, that I helped, uh, the veterans charity, you know, charities do fundraising all year long. Um, but when we started the golf tournament, we were starting to bring in like $30,000 a tournament, $40,000 a tournament. Um, I ran the first few and they've run some after that, but that's a lot of money for charities. So you just look for those opportunities and you think that you do, if, if you don't think that 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 it's, that's going to come back to you, then you just don't do a lot of charity because it absolutely does. It comes back so many fold. It's not even, uh, it's hard to track, um, but it's not instant gratification. This isn't a transactional marketing strategy. Uh, this is you putting input into something that you know will give exponential returns in a way that you may not know exactly how it's going to come back to you, but I assure you that it is. Um, and then weave in your why. This is the single most important part. Um, where does your passion come from? You know, who do you know that's impacted by this event or this charitable event or this activity? Why is this an important cause to you? So when you're doing, now I talk about you don't have to promote it, but you want to. If you're helping a charity, part of bringing awareness to the charity is posting about it, putting it on social. Hey, I'm helping to organize. Um, I'm helping to organize this golf tournament um, for fallen police officers because my uncle was a police officer and he was killed in the line of duty. And I remember spending hours with my aunt. Um, she was so proud of him and she understood his work and, you know, and, and it brought us closer together. So it's what, that's, wasn't a true story, but, but that's an, you get the idea. Don't, I, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, if your mind is only on how can I make money off of doing this, you're going to miss these opportunities. Um, look for the stuff that really, like I said, this is soul work. Um, this is stuff that's meaningful, that's impactful. Uh, and this is in just the very act of not having expectations um, is just is just going to give you, it's just a karmic marketing strategy like you wouldn't believe. I'm, I'm telling you, when you start really looking for opportunities to invest in cause-based marketing, the your life changes. When that's a pivotal part of what your business does, um, imagine what that does for your employees. Your employees get to get behind these charities. There's no, no better team building uh, strategy than pooling your, uh, rallying your, your team together behind a charitable, um, or a cause-based activity or event or something like that. So, uh, folks, this was the fourth in five, um, videos about riches and niches or niches that you can own. Um, we talked about demographic niches, working with your favorite client, uh, geo domination. Mayorism is, uh, hyperlocal marketing, uh, attract the loans you love. That's attracting the, uh, 
loan guidelines, underwriting guidelines. Uh, so the different loan types that you love and how to attract that kind of business cause-based marketing. And the next one is going to be about how to create content, uh, to help promote leadership and the growth, uh, of your business. So, uh, Folks, if you are interested in um, creating consumer direct business uh, in 2023 and forward, um, then I absolutely uh, recommend that you download my free blueprint. Uh, it's a 17-page white paper or report on how to break free from buying leads. So most people, when they think of consumer direct, they think, oh, I got to buy leads. Well, what we're talking about is, is not buying leads, but breaking free from buying leads. So if you go to MLO.expert, uh, a bunch of things are going to happen when you go there. The report is amazing. But what I'm also going to do is introduce you to a free content creator community um, that has almost a hundred people in it now. And all in there, I'm always sharing different topic ideas. Um, the community is sharing with itself uh, what people are working on. Um, we've got some really smart people in there all talking about this same type of thing, which is basically just owning your business by being a content creator. Now, in that community, we have everything you need to do it yourself. And I highly encourage everybody to do it yourself. However, if you've tried to do it yourself and you know that you're committed to doing it, but you just don't have the skill set, you don't want to hire the employees, uh, you don't want to take the time for for content marketing to start producing results for you. Um, we've created a, a done for you solution at the find my way home expert network. You can find the links, uh, to both the, uh, the free blueprint and the find my way home expert network. Basically when you join the expert network, it's a monthly flat membership fee. Uh, we are going to introduce you to consumers looking for a second opinion. Now, uh, you will probably talk to our goal is for you to talk to a minimum of 20 people a month. Um, and there's going to be a couple of loans in there. Uh, and the, while we're doing that, while we're giving you loans now, uh, we have a full production crew that is going to help you uh, create content, produce the content, edit it up, publish it, capture inquiries from it, follow up on those leads for you, and we're only going to deliver you consumers that are interested in talking to you because they have questions about qualifying for a mortgage. So to learn more about all of that stuff, um, go ahead and click the links below in the description. There's also a link in there for my, uh, for my calendar if you have any more questions about anything that we're doing. I want to thank everybody for being on this episode. This, is, this episode is very near and dear to me. I did a lot of charitable um, stuff. And I really tied that into the content that I was doing um, while I was an originator. So I hope, uh, I hope this uh, breaks free a couple of ideas for you. And, um, and I hope you see some opportunities to go out there uh, and help other people uh, with your superpowers. So thanks for joining. We'll see you next time.